Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third-tier markets to large hundred plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Hey, everybody. Before we get into today's, today's episode, which is awesome, our interview today, um, I, I just, this is such a good interview. Um, you know, Zach's got six facilities, 200, uh, he's got, uh, excuse me, four facilities, two under contract. He was working at Target. You got to hear how he built his facilities up, bought these facilities and is turning them around and, and how he's working and he's doing it by himself. This, it's just awesome. I, you, there's so much valuable content. He shares everything. Um, I got so much out of it and it, and it was such a fun, um, uh, podcast and interview to do. You know, sometimes we do interviews and I'll never even post them because people come on and they're either trying to sell stuff or, you know, they're, it's just not very good content. Um, and this was one that, you know, within five minutes, I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be a great one. So much value. Um, but one of the things we'd been talking about and, uh, on there and some of the stuff I wanted to talk about today, it, I'm recording this Thanksgiving week and we're in the process of building out applications and everything for our self-storage mastermind that people can come on. They can be a part of which we underwrite deals do help with, you know, everything from financing and sourcing deals, um, operations, big on operations. And we go over, um, potential deals to try to find value and figure out how to extract the value from it. Um, it's something that I've been, you know, passionate about. I attended for Brandon Turner with bigger pockets. He asked me to go to a mastermind a, a while ago. It was the first one I'd ever been. It was a two day event. And I, and I basically just went cause we're friends. Um, and I like him a lot. And so I trusted him and I was really blown away at the, how it shaped me, how it shaped my business. I walked away from it. No, I, so I left it and I was on a plane for six hours cause it was in Hawaii. And it was one of those ones that was, it was a, it was a three day thing, but I had so many notes and I, I just sat for like three days after thinking about how I'm going to take my storage facility business to the next level, what the changes that are happening in the market, how I'm going to capitalize them. And I realized I'm not doing this alone. Um, and what I did to get me here won't take me to the next level. So I've been changing my business so much over the last year, setting new foundations, um, trying to create deal flow. And this is an industry, you know, the, the tide rises all ships and I, and you just can't do it alone. So we've been working hard to create something where we could come together with people that are sincerely interested. This is, you know, we're not this isn't something where I'm looking to just have people be members. There's applications you have to submit. We, we're probably not even going to uh, accept most of the people because quality. I'm looking to get deals and opportunity uh, to create from this and help others do the same. But let me know, you guys, and your thoughts on this. And one of the things I'm going to try to do is include what what's happening on that and what we're seeing in the market and how we're finding deals. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because in this, in this interview today, Zach 
he, he walks us through and he talks about how he's finding some of these deals that are just so severely undermanaged and there's so much value that he taps and he's not he's not like in the network of the industry he's not you know he, once again him and his wife they're just hard working people he was a manager at target and he just put his head to the ground and he's you know he's hitting it out of the park I, I was really shocked and he's a part of it uh the mastermind he's coming in and, and gonna do it too and we're we're getting it done um i'm really really excited about it so anyways everybody thanks for your listens um once again if you could support us and give us a five-star rating guys this really helps us helps us with our ag uh, uh the algorithms um and it helps us get our word and our mission out there and helps other and help other people uh, create wealth and income through self-storage. Thanks, everybody. You're going to love this one. So without further ado, let's get it started. And, and here comes Zach. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income. We are so excited about today's podcast. Today, we get to talk about uh, with Zach, and he is going to share with us um, how he has grown his self-storage portfolio. He is right now almost at six. He has five, uh, number five and six storage facilities under contract. And he's going to tell us about getting into the space, where he's finding his acquisitions, where he's trying to go. This is going to be a great podcast and we're going to dive straight into it. So with that, Zach, thanks for coming on. I know it's a honor to be here. I really appreciate it. Um, I've, I was telling you before, I've, I've been an avid listener of both podcasts and I was joking with my wife uh, this morning that uh, with the exception of her and my daughter, I think I've probably heard your voice more than anyone else in my life in the last two months. So uh, I, I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but uh, but no, I, I appreciate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, uh, still somewhat relatively new within the storage industry. Um, I, uh, I live in Pittsburgh, Kansas, which is about an hour and a half south of uh, Kansas City. Um, I guess a little bit of background. I uh, I always kind of knew that I wanted to be an owner operator of some sort and fashion, and um, started pretty much shortly after college. I got transferred for what was my W two at the time. Um, I was a Target store manager and got transferred to a new city, and um, really wanted to to buy a duplex. You know, do the kind of the house hack, live in half, rent out the other. Um, didn't find a good fit. And so kind of got um, lucky with a, a nice house that we really liked that had a, a garage apartment. Um, so that was kind of our first, uh, I don't know, dipping our toes into active management. I mean, I, I kind of did the stocks thing. Don't really do that anymore. Uh, but uh, so started doing that. And then we really started buying uh, rental houses and small multifamily pretty steady for a good two and a half, three years after that. Uh, got up to where we had about 28 residential units um, in a pretty short amount of time. But and was this um, all I got, around? Is was this all around the city that you're currently in, or um, so uh, all but uh, two of those 28 units? So the uh, the first two units were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because that's where we were for um, my job at the time. Um, and then the rest are, yeah, here, here around or were around Pittsburgh, um, area. So and were you just saving money? Like, so you're just working your job, you're putting the cash aside, using that to buy. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I 
really blessed. My wife has always uh, been a hard worker too, just like me and uh, lived below our means. And uh, yeah, I mean, started with one like $28,000 house um, and then uh, pretty much grew it up from there um, until we got there. And uh, to 28 units is where we kind of ended at and I, I, I felt stuck, um, still had a, a different W-2, but still a W-2 and I uh, didn't really know what was next. I knew I wanted to keep growing, but I, I didn't really see how. Um, and some of that was limiting beliefs, but um, I, for whatever reason, I, didn't, I couldn't quite figure out what value um, I added with uh, residential. And I, and I say that we were doing really deep value add um, you know, I felt like we were buying right, managing right. Um, it just still didn't, um, I don't know, resonate with me as, as well as I felt like it should have, um, yeah. for how much we had done at that point. If and that how, makes sense. And, you know, absolutely. And how much were you bringing in from these 28? Uh, probably I, between 2,500 and three grand a month cash flow. Um, you know, nice. nothing crazy, but, um, but, but, but. A, a still a substantial amount. Um, but we hadn't, you know, we hadn't really taken a penny out of that at that point, you know, we were just rolling and rolling into more and more. Um, and I will say, you know, at least where I live, um, well, I've heard this analogy a ton of times, but, uh, the hot water heater that breaks on a house that rents for 1200 bucks costs the exact same to replace for a house that rents for 600 bucks. And the, the, the good chunk of my portfolio was towards that 600 or, or sometimes even less if they were one bedrooms. Um, so the maintenance just kind of felt, um, a lot. Um, and so, so anyways, I wasn't really sure, um, what was next for us. I knew we were going to do something and to keep growing, but, um, we were on a family vacation about two and a half years ago in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my dad was driving and I was in the back seat and I, I, for whatever reason, I looked out the window and I saw these bright blue self-storage doors. Um, and I, at that time, I literally felt like God was tapping me on the shoulder and said, here, take a look. Um, and so I literally pulled out my phone, started just researching, um, self-storage, uh, researched for about a year. Um, and then we were selling a 12-unit apartment, which was our, our biggest property of our 28 units. Uh, we had turned that around, gutted the entire thing, um, and and then we started, we 1031 um, Basically, I, I got a, a big old owner's list, started working on it for a long time, um, and then did enough research that I felt comfortable that when we were selling that 12-unit, we were going to go into storage. So, uh Got, got the price that we were pretty much looking for on the 12 unit, um, sent out a ton of letters, drove a ton of places, knocked on a lot of doors, got close with a couple um, owners. All still within, uh, uh, all still right around your area. How far out were um, you going? What, what was the radius like for you? Yeah, yeah, about four hour radius is what okay. I felt comfortable with. Okay. Um, and so for, for where I'm at, that's pretty much Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we're, we were getting towards the end of our identification period. Um, I got a call at like nine o'clock one night, uh, from a random number. Um, 
and, and spoke with this owner and he said, Hey, if you can come down here, uh, tomorrow we'll meet, we'll talk about it. Um, I changed my plans, went down there tomorrow. We shook hands and that was, uh, that was pretty much, uh, the first deal. So, and what year um, was this? Uh, this would have been August of last year, August of 18. So, um, now, so, okay. yeah, so, hold, hold on just a sec. So yeah. you started in real estate. How long ago? Uh, f- 2015 would have been our first purchase. Okay. Uh, 14, sorry. 14. So 2014, you end up till before last year with how many units? 28? 28 residential units. Tw- yep. 28 residential units. You started a year ago, right? Year? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a year yeah. ago. You're now under contract at six, but you have four currently storage facilities that you own. Yep. Okay. I, yep. I just want to, I just got, we got to make sure that this is understood because that's amazing. And, and, too, yeah. wait, and also we got to get this clear too. You're you, during this time you're working and your wife is also working. Yeah. Um, so I had, um, I guess to kind of get us up to date completely, I had, um, I, I learned a ton just on that deal alone. Um, that deal alone, you know, we're actually, I should, knock on wood, get the appraisal results for a cash out refi on that property, like today or Friday, uh, the deadline is Friday. So, um, but anyways, we've sold all but one of the residential units. So I still have one rental house. And, uh, when that tenant moves out in April or May, we're going to sell that one too. Um, and then I left my W2 about five and a half months ago, um, to focus strictly on storage. Um, my wife is still teaching, um, and, but, uh, but yeah, so it's been, um, I, I'm kind of someone that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, it's been a whirlwind, but I, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. And I, I kind of feel like, uh, uh, when God tapped me on the shoulder about those bright blue self-storage doors that, uh, that it was the, the right tap, so to speak. And you went all in. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now, Two, also, I want to set set this up correctly. Did you go to school? Like, did you go to college for real estate investments, or what? What What's your background there? Is, was your parents in it? Like, how How'd you get it, or were you just looking to invest and become financially free? Yeah, really, just um, invest and become financially free. I, I I'm a business management major. Um, okay. No real emphasis. I wasn't hundred percent sure what I was going to do when I got done with college and, um, got into retail management out of college and did that for about five years. And then, um, when we moved back here, um, I was, a basically a district manager for a staffing and recruiting company. Um, so I, I actually think that both of those W2 experiences have a lot of value that they've added in me that has translated into self-storage. Um, just from a customer service aspect, from being hands-on and running a couple of multiple businesses. And, um, and you, you've talked about this, that I think that that um, in itself kind of helped me shine light on what I think I could truly add to uh, this asset class. Whereas with apartments, um, you know, you find a good deal, you fix it up. Um, and especially at the level I was playing at with, with, with multi, small multifamily, there's not a lot of, um, I don't know, personal stamp um, that I felt like I could, I could put that could really kind of extrapolate growth. 
Um, it doesn't help that I'm not exactly the most handy guy in the world either. So from that, (laughs) on that front, that doesn't really, uh, help. So, um, so anyways, that's why I think storage is kind of, um, clicked. Yeah. Now you're learning storage though. Okay. Walk me through your first deal because did you have guidance? Did you, or were you doing this all on your own? Did you have a partner that knew the self-storage industry? How'd you go about this? Uh, no, to, to be honest, it was uh, about a, like I said, about nine, 10, 11 months of reading anything I could get my hands on, listening to any kind of podcast that was out there. Um, and then, you know, um, meeting with potential owners before that, that, you know, I could run my numbers, see what they thought. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, so we 1031 into this. And so, so there's a lot of, uh, I'll get into the nitty gritty of this specific property that um, I, I'm not even hundred percent sure that a lot of people should do the things that I did for that first property, um, yep. which I'm sure a lot of people could say, but yep, um, <laughs> I definitely could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, knock on wood, um, it's worked out pretty well so far, but so um, with that 1031, we had about, 101,000 bucks, um, that we were bringing as a down payment, um, towards, towards our next, what we were exchanging into. Um, we bought the property for 1.5. Um, and I realized that's like 7% of the purchase price, but, uh, the owner, um, or I should say previous owner, um, had terrible books and he was the first one to admit that he had uh, he had another business that was really where he was making his money. And this was kind of a, you know, tax write off and, and something on the side. Uh, not to mention he had a lot of goodies that he was of his own stuff that he was keeping in the door, in the door. So, yep. um, he's my largest tenant still to this day, actually, <laughs> but, um, so, and how, uh, how big was, how, how big is this facility? So it was one so point, how much? 1.5. Um, and it's so it, it's boat and RV catered storage. So it's actually right near a lake um, in northwest Arkansas. Beaver Lake is a really popular lake um, down here. And it's um, so, yeah, it's pretty much 100% catered to boat and RV. So, like the smallest size of an enclosed unit was a 12 by 32. Um, so, uh, we have so basically that was about 40,000 square feet of enclosed. Um, and then he had about 65 outdoor parking spots, um, as well. Um, so we have since added, um, I'll back up. So we got that closed. It was actually technically a contract for deed, um, which there will be some people that could probably correct my verbiage, but, um, it's more like a rent to own, um, than it is an actual ownership. Now, I had 100% ownership on my, it satisfied the 1031. I've got all the tax benefits of it. Um, But my name or our LLC, my wife and I, isn't truly on the title title until we completely refinance him out. Anyways, that may be more technical than it needs to be. But um, we, um, so since that time, his books were terrible. Rates were way lower than they should have been. Um, it's a fantastic location, about as close as you can get to the water. Um, 
in a gr Northwest Arkansas is really a, a growing area um, and good growth too. Uh, a lot of Walmart headquarters there, JB Hunt headquarters, Tyson Food headquarters. Um, really like Northwest Arkansas area. But um, so, anyways, I felt really, really good about just the real estate, the dirt, the property itself. Um, and so, I, I essentially, um, in, in hindsight, at the time, I felt like I overpaid. Now, um, everyone probably says that about their first property, but um, since that time, so the average 12 by 32 was, he was renting for 85 or 95 bucks a month, depending on if he liked the person more or extra or whatever, but that same size, no real major capex we added some cameras some upgraded fencing you know um nice thing like that but that same size today i'm getting 160 a month um and so we should we did all these improvements um showed the previous owner that we were serious and obviously paid him every month on the owner finance uh portion of it um so that about uh six months in i called him and i said hey um I'm, I think you can tell like I'm serious about this and that that I'm going to pay you and that, I, that I've done well with the property. And I said, what do you think about, because uh, one of the obvious perks was there was an acre uh, that, that had been undeveloped. All he'd done was put outdoor parking on it. Um, and so um, I said, what do you what do you think about financing construction? Um, and he said, well, um, yeah, I think I could do that. And so basically he 100% financed construction and we just finished adding uh, about 13,000 square feet. Uh, and so we enclosed. finished. Yep, enclosed. So, nice. so now it's up to, yeah, so now it's up to about 53,000 square feet enclosed. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we lost some of the parking, but that's fine. How, and how, so 53,000 square feet enclosed, how many parking spaces? Uh, today it's 53,000 square feet enclosed and 45 parking spaces. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and, how, and, and how much did you increase the base level rents from, uh, 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 from where they were at? I, I mean, we're talking like 50%. Oh, wow. Um, and That's I mean, awesome. the outdoor parking itself, he was charging about 30 bucks. Um, and now I rented an outdoor parking spot last week at 65. Yeah. Um, and again, um, you know, wasn't hands-on, um, probably didn't really truly appreciate how much he could charge for how good of a location it is. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so anyways, um, we got our CFO, uh, I think week one of October. Um, and we've already, we've already rented 45% of, of the new space and we were a hundred percent full. And I know I tried not to be a hundred percent full on the existing space. I've raised rents twice. Um, but is what it is. Um, and so we've already, we've are, we're already 45% full on the new square footage. Um, so anyways, I, I, uh, it will slow down some right now cause it's, it's yeah, winter and, and boating RV, but, um, but I feel pretty darn confident that comes spring. Um, I'll, I'll be rocking and rolling with the rest of it. So oh, absolutely. No matter, no matter uh, how you look at it, even with the addition that, that kind of increase on that kind of property, that's that's just amazing. And now yeah. your second deal. So this was how far, like, I guess, explain to me here. When you found this deal, had you mm -hmm. built up kind of a backlog of owners? How are you? How did you find the deal and how did you continue? Because you grew fast. I think most people that, you know, 
are just trying to get in this industry, they're hoping for one, and yeah. you're at you know just over a year at six. How did you go about finding this deal and others, and then how soon was it till you got the next deal? Were you juggling you know multiple deals at once? Um, so that I I created a basically an Excel spreadsheet um, when I first started getting into storage and looking at storage, I, I started creating an exp exp uh, spreadsheet for, again, that three and a half, four hour radius um, for any property that I felt like may have some teeth in it. Um, you know, not uh, nothing in downtown Kansas City or, or you know, that's, that's larger, um, that looked professionally managed to me that I, I just didn't even put it on my uh, spreadsheet. But yeah, I saw, I've sent letters to all those owners um, uh, now I'm, I, I send one every other month. Um, it's funny, actually last week I got my first, someone sent a letter with a stamp and the whole thing that said, take me off your list. Um, that was the first time I actually got a complete letter sent back instead of just like an email <laughs> or text. But, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so that, that, that in itself and, um, and now, um, calling on that list too. So there'll be some people that will never respond to your letter. Um, but, I, but I'll call. And in my previous job, um, I was driving a lot too. So if, if I was in a neighborhood somewhere and there was a, st uh, um, a storage facility nearby, I was going to drop in and talk. Um, and, um, but really that uh, traction, um, and, and at this point, a lot of those owners have seen, at the least, they've seen a letter from me probably, um, I don't know, six times now. Some of them less, some of them some of them up to six times. Um, that I, I I feel confident that in the event they sell, I would like to think I'd be at least the first call. Um, I've, none of these have been on market. Um, I, I I really don't know that many. I mean, that's not true. I've I've spoken with a few self storage brokers, but um, at this point in time if it's listed, someone like me yeah. is not going to, I'm not going to be that guy. So, um, uh, well, and you know, I, I've heard of people that do okay with that, but you're coming from a different point. I think this needs to make, make it clear because, um, I resonate so well with how you're going about and doing this thing because for me and you, we're going out and putting our money in. So like, I'm not going out and saying, Oh, I'm getting all these different fees and I'm making money just to get a deal done. Like I it can I only make my money if it's profitable. So right. if I if it goes to the market and they're squeezing everything out that it is, people are putting, you know, capital in it just to make a five percent return for their investors, but they get all these fees up front and that pays for the deal. I don't have that luxury. So for the most part, on market deals, there's no money to be made because I make my money off the cash flow, and I'm assuming right. that's how you are. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, at this at this point, I have and am doing some joint ventures, but yeah, it's it's more of uh, but there's no I'm not taking any acquisition fee or property management fee. Yeah. It's more like uh, they bring the majority of the capital. I run it. I run everything, and then we split the cash flow. Yep. Or, or yeah, some partners. slight variance of that. Yep. But yes. That's how I and that's um, how I did like my uh Reno deal. It was same thing. It was a joint joint venture. We get, you know, we have partners. If we make money, we all make money. So yeah, no, I totally that right. makes sense. And I and two, I think that that's important just to state because um I'm not saying oh one way's bad or not. In fact, I'll probably van 
uh, uh, branch off and do multiple avenues. There's some downsides to maybe uh, our avenue, right, that we're doing because uh, as far as how fast we can grow, different things like that. So I'll probably branch off and, and do both. But I think it's important that we set this base to understand the deal flow, the deal proposition, and why you're making the decisions that you're making, which are correct. Like though how you're going about it, coming from what you're needing to get, you're needing to buy a business, turn it around, make the cash flow. That is exactly, I, I, I just agree. So if those of you that are listening, if you're in that position where you have you know, maybe $100,000 that you guys have been saving up or retirement money, you want to put it into a $600,000 facility and you're just getting what's on the market, you're just probably not going to see those deals. I mean, it, it's just not going to happen. Or if you deal, do it, you're going to underwrite it and you're going to go, how can anybody make money in this industry? Which you're right. So yeah. anyways, keep going. And Well, and, and to add to that, I mean um... – you know, that, that, that first one that I, that I went to detail on, like that was just my wife and I, and that was a hundred percent our money. Um, I mean, and again, those first few months, uh, I was seriously questioning myself, like, Hmm, like, are you sure that you made even a remotely smart decision here? But, yeah. um, but you know, you're, you're nervous till you get that first rent raise. And then yep. you realize like, huh, not near as many as I feared would leave or yep. um you raise your rent your street rates and someone says uh without blinking they'll pay your new rate and you're like huh well i probably could have got an extra 10 bucks out of that yep. one yep um so um but 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 you know it proved the concept um yes. to us to where then i felt comfortable with um someone who's been a really really good friend for a long time that has a really really busy w2 that might say hey if you find something similar to that here's, here's the amount of capital I got. Um, can, can you run it? Um, and then, so then obviously, um, but yeah, it was, it was more of a proven concept to us, um, at that point to at least feel comfortable, um, doing that. Yeah, no, no. I love it. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we've, we've sold, um, uh, I, I guess to finish the loop on that, uh, project, I learned a ton, um, you know, just just in the mere mere fact of of going through the actual construction and expansion of it learned a ton there uh feel so much more confident in in the ability to do it again um but um but anyways I, we're refining right now um and i think um that it'll come back around 2.4 ish um so yeah uh it, it helps when you're in a strong market and yeah. northwest arkansas is a strong market but and that should be um, part of your due diligence. Yep. Right. Yep. Now, yep. now tell me this: what what were you building per square foot, um, and what were the uh, what what can you get in revenue terms per square foot? Yeah. So, uh, so we built our all-in construction costs, and we had to do a retention pond, which uh, yeah, is completely went, unnecessary. I just but went through part of it. <laughs> yep. Um, it's but, a good way to um, lose a building. We literally, yeah, in, exactly. In, our, in one of our exactly. facilities, we lost a building. It really cuts Same into here. your numbers, but. Same here. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I was expecting another about 6,000 square feet and they county yep. said no. Yep. Um, but is what it is. I guess they could have just said no to the entire project. Yeah. So I guess that's <laughs> the flip side. So, um, so anyways, all in, we we're about $27 uh, a square foot to build. Um, and again, these are all, um, you know, single story gravel. Um, and it was already fenced in. Um, uh, had my infrastructure and gates and everything like that. So, 
Um, and then um, a 12 by 28, um, we're renting for 160. Um, and, I, and probably I need to raise that one because all my 12 by 28s rented within two weeks. So, um, but, um, so anyways, I, I think I answered your question there. Yeah. Now walk, so you've got this deal now all wrapped up and everything, but between this time you went and got what, three more deals done. Walk me through these next three deals and the time frame in which you got them done. How'd you yeah. find them? And because I know a lot of people to think they do one deal in a year, they're not moving on to the other ones. So what gave you the confidence, first of all, walk me through that whole process. Um, I, I guess it, it was probably a good, uh, almost nine months before number two. So okay. it wasn't a, um, immediate thing. Um, because remember that it was those, those first two or three months after purchase, I was kind of, yeah. uh, sweating myself a little uh -huh. bit. Absolutely. Um, but, but once I, uh, started really coming to grips with what was going on, um, I thought, well, this is repeatable. Um, there's no reason that I can't be looking for more. And so, uh, the second one was about, uh, let's see, we closed. Yeah. Nine months, um, about nine months exactly. Um, and it was, it was about 30 minutes away, uh, from, uh, that, that first facility. So also in Northwest Arkansas, uh, different city, but, um, still like all the demographics and everything that came with it. And this one was smaller. Um, and this one was more towards household. And part of, uh, part of that was me wanting to learn and make sure like, okay, boat and RV, which boat and RV definitely has its perks. Um, your tenant class, I, I, I don't really have to chase anybody for payment. Um, typically yeah. if you can own a boat or RV, you should be able to pay your storage bill. Yep. Um, but, uh, so the, the second one was, was smaller, um, paid about five seventy five for it. Um, but it was, it was the nicest, nicest property in this, in the city that it's in, uh, fully asphalt, some climate control, all the cameras were up, nice gate. Um, they just didn't, they had never raised rents on existing tenants, no website. Um, there was a, <clears throat> not the only downside of this one is there was no real room for expansion. Um, but my, my plans from the get go for this one was make an offer. There was some vacant exist, uh, land that was owned by a different party next door to it, made an offer for that. If it, if that went through great, um, that offer has since been turned down, but that was kind of a backup plan was bump revenues up. Um, day one, the 10 by 10 was at 50. We're getting 7250 for that same 10 by 10. And I, I'm not exaggerating. We didn't spend a dime on CapEx other than our website and the software. Um, and so, who so really, using, who are you using for your software? I'm sorry. I don't mean to jump off. Yeah, no problem. Easy storage solutions. Um, in based out of Utah. Okay. Um, they, uh, that's who I've used with all four. I'm, um, and that's one of the things I'd like to pick your brain about. I, I am leaning towards not using them on number six. Um, but anyways, they've been, they've been fine. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's just some things that, uh, from a revenue management standpoint and, mm -hmm. uh, like dynamic pricing that they, they can't do. Um, so anyways, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I mean the, the plan on that one, um, is to basically extract the value and sell, um, 
you know, in 12 or 18 months after, after purchase on that one, because at that point, putting the same uh, cap rate on it, we'll have taken it from 575 up to about 800. Mm -hmm. um, and again, with, with no real sunken costs. And what's um, the size on that one? Uh, that one's 15,000 square feet. So that'd be a great one to, yeah, turn around, <laughs> sell it at yep. the higher amount and roll it into a big one. Yep. That's, that's 100% the plan. And um, I'll never buy another one. I never say never. I'll never buy another one that small um, unless there was massive room for expansion at this point, because, um, and I knew this going in, but I, sometimes you have to learn it yourself. Um, it's the same amount of work uh, for big deals and small deals. Um, just one makes more money than the other. But um, again, that was kind of the game plan from the get go. If we were, if we had got our offer for the land next door accepted, then we were going to try and expand. Um, but it didn't, and that's fine. Uh, the value was going to be there anyways. So, okay. <clears throat> so that one, that was your second. Uh, yep. Okay. And, um, and then you're moving on to, uh, third, it's still all in the same area. How, uh, how close well, the, were these two? Uh, the first two are, are an hour and a half from my house. Um, but they are 30 minutes from each other. And at this um, time you're still working, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and then. Um, so third and fourth are in a different market, um, in a completely different direction. Um, but third and fourth were really kind of, um, two, they're on the same, they're in the same area, two different owners. The timing just worked out great. Um, so, but we've bundled those in and kind of branded them together, um, in a different market. And those are also, um, somewhat catered towards boat and RV also. Um, they're near a lake, um, but uh, the same principles have applied. Uh, no website, never raised rents. Um, on these, we actually added, um, they had fences, but they didn't have a keypad and an electronic gates. They had gates, but the people literally had to get out of their RV, go and then put in a, um, an actual lock themselves. Um, so finish that and then obviously raised rents um, from that point. And, um, again, the same, probably, uh, for, yeah, 45% rent bump. Um, and we haven't seen anybody really leave because they, I mean, they expected it to be, to be certain, but, um, we truly are adding value too. Um, I think that the fact that, you know, every other utility bill you can log in and pay online and now you can do the exact same thing for your storage. Now they're, it's safer for them to not have to get in and out of their RV um, with a, or, or out of their truck with a boat hanging behind it um, to close a gate. Now they can just punch a code and then it's ready to go. So, um, so anyways, yeah, that's three and four. Those are in the same market. Um, and what and, time, oh, sorry, I, uh, I'm just trying to get this down. What time frame did three and four come? You did them at the same time? Yep. Because yeah, close the. Closed the exact same yeah. three and four closed on the exact same okay. day, but they were about, um, no, it was the same was, owner. No, two different. Oh, owners. You, you, um, it just worked out that way. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Nice. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, um, yeah, I don't know. We uh, was there. Um, just like, uh, eh, we'll, we'll stop by here and see if they want to sell too. And sure enough, they did. So, um, so yeah, we're able to kind of brand those together. And then obviously, um, the plan is, is similar to that one. Um, we've done, uh, the value add, and then the plan is to pretty much do the exact same thing that next 
summer, uh, sell in 1031 exchange into bigger, better, nicer. So, um, that, um, yeah, I think, I think they, that, that's awesome. But, but that one was three and four was about two months later than when two closed. Got it. And, so, um, yeah. what was the size on them? Uh, they are about 40, uh, Three and four combined are about 60,000 square feet. Okay, 60,000. Now, now this is kind of where I want to walk into here more. Right now, we've talked about, obviously, how you're getting into how you got started, the deals that you're finding, how you're getting them done. I want to walk into the second side here that is, you know, obviously equally important. How are you running these things? How are you managing them? Do you have owners or do you have managers on site? Do they live on site? Do they argue? Or is it just you? I mean, what, how, how are you running these things? Yeah. So, um, so right now it's, it's, it's somewhat solopreneur with some boots on the ground. Um, now I, uh, got somewhat lucky in that the previous owner on that first facility, he kind of just had a guy, uh, that lived, um, he managed a mobile home park and a really nice mobile home park, um, about a quarter of a mile from the facility. So he was already going by every day, uh, mowing, doing that kind of stuff. And so, as we were closing, he introduced me. Um, I, I, I trusted him and, 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 it, and it worked out from that standpoint, but, uh, that proved to me, um, and, and especially with boat and RV, I will say that that helps as well. You don't really need someone on site. Um, as long as you have a really nice website where people can log in and rent and click online. Um, and then that you answer your phone too. Um, that you can do pretty much everything you need, um, remotely. So, um, but again, if, 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 if there were, which there really hasn't been emergencies, but if there were an emergency, he lives a quarter mile from the facility. Um, and I would trust him to meet with somebody, um, as well. So, uh, so I pretty much mirrored that in some way, shape or fashion. Um, he helps a little bit with number two, cause it's only 30 minutes away. Um, but on the flip side, I, number two is, is from where I live on the way to number one. So I can drive by, I can do a few things real quickly if I need to, um, and see both of them in the same day. And obviously I can see three and four together the same day cause they're in the same market as well. So, um, I will say, and, and so, yeah, so we have pretty much a similar person, uh, for, um, that mows, um, you know, if we need to sweep out a unit, clean out a unit, or double check that someone has vacated a unit, um, that person will do that as well. So I will, um, I will say this within probably four months, I will have um, a dedicated person um, to, to lighten my load, but, but at the same time, kind of free me up to do more growing. Um, and that person will be a little bit more of the hands-on with the tenants as well. I've done the call center thing. Uh, I, I, I tried that initially with my first one, wasn't thrilled. Um, so I kind of my plan at this point um, is to basically create my own uh, call center starting with this person. Um, and I don't have a person yet. Um, I have an idea of who this kind of individual I'd like to be, but um kind of let them be the foundation to somewhat um, plug and play. Um, and obviously I'm trying to grow to bigger sites. So some of those bigger sites might include someone on site. Um, but 
um, at the least having someone who understands like what I'm, what I'm looking for in terms of customer service has actually been to the facilities before, which I think makes a big difference. Um, and, um, yeah. Awesome. I love it. Now, so you're running these things. Uh, I want to get into five and six and then two, after we talk about five and six, I want to talk about how that's going to change your management style and then let's, uh, I want to have a conversation. Let's get these under, uh, 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 go through these real quick. Then I want to talk about how you're going to move forward and what needs to change. Um, so walk me through five and six. Now they're currently under contract. Yep. It looks yeah. like they're going to close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, what's the size? Uh, so five is 33,000 square feet, okay. um, with room to take it to about 42, um, and so that's kind of our plan on that one. Um, that's actually in a, it's in Missouri, but it's a new market for me. Okay. Um, but, um, again, probably similar thing. Um, not probably no website. Um, haven't raised rents in a long time. Um, and it's in a market that the competitors are, are charging 20% more for, uh, what I would consider borderline inferior product. Um, just in terms of the, the day to day and the maintenance of it too. Um, so that's that one. And that one will probably be an 18 month, um, get in, um, rinse and repeat and hopefully go bigger, better. So that's number five. Um, six, um, will be 288 units, which will be my largest from a unit standpoint. Um, and it's, it's about, uh, 43,000 square feet. Um, and while there isn't room for technical expansion, um, it also checks all the boxes of no website, um, all the things I've already said. Um, but um, I'm, I'm really going to lean in and look at using like portable units um, mm -hmm. because there's tons of space basically from the fence line to buildings yeah. um, where you, we couldn't have got, we wouldn't get it approved through um, a normal, but um there's a ton of opportunity from that standpoint. Well, the great thing about portable units, and we're looking at cities that, so this is, you know, this is an option that I think a lot of people need to look into because we have, a, and, and two, generally I've never been in favor of them. I don't necessarily love the way they look, even though they don't look bad. Right. But there's huge opportunity because let's say, so I have a facility, right? And I know that if I go to get a permit to build another building there, they are going to make us add in sidewalks, landscaping. So for me to put a uh, 6,000 square foot building, they're going to make me do $150,000, $200,000 worth of work that the city right. wants done for the community, right? Well, after I add that into this just small expansion of this one building, it, it, it doesn't pencil. It doesn't make any more right. sense. So we've just never done it. Whereas if I bring in portables, I don't need to, ask, I don't need to get a permit. And yet I can garnish almost the exact same revenue. But, yeah. And, and that's kind of, um, and, and more so too, from a, your time aspect too. Um, and again, yeah. I have not done it yet. Um, but everything I've read and seen is that, you know, you could order today and then probably, I don't know, six weeks, seven yeah. weeks from Shows now. Shows up and um, you're renting. You're renting. Um, whereas I think my construction project on my first one rent, went pretty well. Um, and from start to finish took I don't, five and a half months, roughly. Um, and, and I actually, I, I mean, 
it's my first time obviously, but I think it went pretty smoothly. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so, so from that aspect and maybe even just from a, uh, a hassle aspect, um, um, again, you might not get the premium, um, for building, um, at, but, um, for, for building ground up, hopefully, uh, building for lower cost per square foot than maybe what you would, uh, for these. But, um, anyways, I, I, that's, that's my plan. Um, with those, there's a lot of, lot of expansion potential if you use those. Um, and, and I know that the County is fine with them, uh, because U-Haul just put a boatload of them on a very major road, um, right like in their front parking lot so yeah. if they're okay with those um yep. and these would be behind a behind a gate already um then i don't see any issue why, why there would be any issue so now you got these things under contract you're about to bring them on board here um talk to me about challenges that you're facing now expanding and uh, well first let's let's before we get there what are your plans what what are your what are your goals what are you trying to achieve here are you saying, listen, six and done, I'm out? Or, I mean, talk to me. What What, is, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to get to, um, I don't know that I have a specific, like, a number of facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd like to have, within five years, I'd like to get to where I have about $50 million in assets under management. Um, that would be some pretty substantial growth. Uh, after six closes will be, um, uh, between six and a half and seven, um, million. So, uh, they're big goals, but I'm, I'm going to work my tail off towards going, going to them. But, um, you know, within the, the near future, I I'm, I'm trying to pull myself out of, um, the day to day portion, um, to where I can really feel like, um, I'm, I'm adding the most value. Um, but, but right now, um, um, I'm trying to also sharpen, uh, sharpen what I'm doing and the tools I'm using with my existing, uh, properties. And so, uh, you know, you kind of flying by the seat of your pants with your first one. Um, and then that one starts to kind of work. So you're like, well, I'll just do the exact same things with my, with my second one. Um, and to now, um, you know, I'm relooking at my, my software package. Um, am I doing revenue management the right way? Um, am I using the right tenant insurance products? Am I, um, when I take over a facility, am I using the right timing and cadence when I'm sending out my, uh, rent raises? So, um, I'm trying to refine all those things, um, and also keep growing at the same time and not hopefully, uh, completely stumble, um, at the very beginning, you know, by, by starting borderline, a new software package and, and all of that good stuff. But, um, but anyways, I, I think that answered, uh, yeah. kind of where I'm w- wanting to go anyways. No, I, I, I think that's awesome. Now, um, tell me here, what do you think you have to change? What, what do you think you have to change as far as your, you're at six now? Um, yeah what are you seeing to get to the next 12? Because I, I ask this because this is something that I have been going through a lot this year. Um, we're at over a million square feet and I'm trying to get to um, a 15 plus facility. I'm trying to get over 2 million in the next two years. Um, 
and I I know that I'm going to have to make some changes, and I'm starting to uh, you know work this out with uh, my team and other people. So, what changes are you looking at, and do you need to make to take you to the next level? Um, yeah, I think uh, probably the initial, as far as operations wise, um, would kind of be getting that first solid team member um, that I feel like gets what I'm trying to do um, with each property. And um, again, they can take that basic um, tenant interaction uh, away from me. Yeah. Um, and so that, that would probably be my first initial um, and then kind of building that from there so that maybe that individual, um, you know, if we need to bring in, well, so that that individual can then look over when we do have an onsite um, facility that needs an onsite, that person can report to that person. Or um, if we need to bring in another person to kind of be our in-house call center, uh, that person can report to that person as well. So again, um, there's kind of layers in terms of the day-to-day -day that, um, that I don't get necessarily bogged down on um, so that I can continue to grow. Uh, second point in any uh, real estate investor that's my age was going to be capital. Um, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to kind of grow and expand my own relationships uh, so that at this point, you know, I can have the confidence that say um, property number seven peaks its head and, and, and I have the, uh, the wherewithal and the connections to, uh, to take it down. Yeah. Um, because obviously I, you know, I only have a certain amount of money. Um, mm -hmm. and so, uh, to continue growing, uh, that, that aspect, um, I continue to grow that aspect as yeah. well. And I know, and you, you talked about it. Um, you know, syndication is obviously a sexy thing, um, right now, but I'm not, I'm not there. Um, and I don't, I don't want to be there yet. Um, yeah. I, I think that that's a, a whole different um, animal. Whole diff it's uh, a different it business. Brings a whole different. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'm just not. Um, I want to refine and perfect what I'm doing um, currently, and and at the current pace that I'm at, um, and at the current scale that I'm at too. Because obviously, um, you know the eventually I don't want to buy a property that's worth less than let's say $2 million. Yeah. Um, never say never. Uh, if, yeah. if the perfect deal flops God, in your lap, that's it. less than <laughs> yeah. that. You'll do it. But, um, but you get what I'm saying that, Absolutely. um, you know, the larger that you get, um, that you want to just be more refined in those things. So those would be probably operationally and then, um, capital and relationships wise, um, uh, would probably be number two. Um, in terms of uh, continuing the trajectory. But, but thir uh, thirdly on that, I, I feel really confident in that, um, you know, with a lot of these prospective owners that I've been mailing to and talking on the phone once, once a quarter or something like that, that, um, that I am going to get op more opportunities in 2020. Um, and so having the ability and the confidence to, to make them happen. So, um, so I feel confident in my, uh, pipeline, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, but that's, um, you know, if I want to keep growing that, that has to, that can't be a, a, a bottleneck, um, because there's only so much money that you can make on the, 
I should word this correctly on the continuing management of your property. Once you've added the value. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, don't screw it up essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but, but the real yeah, growth there, is obviously there, more acquisition. Exactly. Self storage is like real estate. It doesn't grow very much vertically. It's a horizontal growth. Right. And that's how you, and how you get it. No, I, I think that's awesome. Um, now I, you know, before we end here, I want to ask, ask, couple things because this has just been awesome i I really appreciate your time um but uh first of all somebody that's trying to get into the industry somebody that's trying to get their first property done what do they need to do uh they need to do any and all the research that they possibly can um there has been um even in the last i don't know two and a half years i feel like there's been a flood of self-storage information that is out there um and and most of it's good stuff um even um education educating yourself um would probably be first and foremost um and don't just buy a deal because someone says it's a deal you need to put yourself in the seat of the owner and say here's why this property i can take from x value and i feel confident that i can take it to to Y value. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing. Um, and then don't get stuck. Um, I, and I, I'm more of a jump and then figure it out guy. So maybe not, and not everyone is like me. Um, but, um, don't get stuck in the analysis of it of, Oh, well, if I, if I'm only going to return like 17% as opposed to 18% then that doesn't, um, and, and I'm, yeah. and I'm using, um, just numbers that are out there, but, yeah. um, if it's your first paralysis. one, yeah, yeah. If, if it's your first one and you want to, and you think that this is a, uh, something that you can get into and, and, and add some value, then, then do it. Um, you're never, it's never going to be perfect. No, I love that. I love that. Now, um, for all those out there that, um, would, uh, like to get a hold of you, um, how, how could somebody reach out to you? Sure. Um, I, I'm Zach quick, Z A C H. Uh, there's not very many other of those. And then my email is Zach quick four, um, at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I, I more than happy to talk anytime. Um, enjoy talking shop. I love, love the industry and, um, yeah, reach out. Awesome. Hey, Zach. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Sharing your, your, your wisdom and your journey. Um, there's so much that people can pull from this. Um, I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, AJ, thank you. And uh, all the value that you add on this one and your other podcasts, I can, I can hear the passion in your voice. And that's, uh, uh, that's awesome. So thank you. Appreciate it.